Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can help us lose weight, be healthier, or live longer, better. Ah, summer in full swing, and it seems like a real whirlwind of a couple weeks. So much fun, kids everywhere. The future that we need to start protecting, you know, we have to do some backpedaling and going to tell you a little bit more about that. So you've heard me say all the research that this generation is not going to be living as long as the last generation. In fact, most kids today have at least one chronic health condition before graduating high school. Most adults, to the joy of the pharmaceutical companies, are on a multitude of drugs that most would not be necessary if they could, or I should say would, change their diet and lifestyle. It's a matter of will we. Now, when I was in school, there was no such thing as ADHD. No one had autism, no anxiety. Cancer was less prevalent. It was a different time. Here we had 31 kids in one class with one teacher, and we sat with our hands folded to attention. Well, some of the time. The thing is, there has been a huge environmental shift in the last 70 years. Diet, lifestyle, You know, maybe it's the 90,000 chemicals that we've added to our environment since after World War II. So many changes that are degrading our health. It has taken three generations to get here. And research suggests in, in animal studies that it's going to take at least three generations to return to the health of those years. If we start now. Now, that's the bad news. But the good news is that positive changes start happening within days of diet change. And this ties into my topic this week. Again, sugar, but also artificial sweeteners and the brain. Okay, recent research, you probably saw it, now linking sucralose, commonly known as Splenda, to DNA damage. I could have told them that. You know, when you add chlorine to food... I mean, a lot of chlorine so that the body doesn't recognize it as sugar. What do you expect? You know, cancer-causing chemicals in food. It's about 600 times the sweetest sugar, so man, it hit the grocery shelves like nothing before. And now, also, the study finds that sucralose can lead to leaky gut lining. Yeah, that's intestinal permeability is what they call it scientifically, but it's leaky gut. It also, the same study suggests that it increases the activity of genes related to inflammation and cancer. Oh, boy. And aspartame, also known as NutraSweet, linked to anxiety, depression, also gut issues. Saccharin, you know, cancer, erythritol, all of those other sugar alcohols, a lot of gut disruption, maybe even heart disease. You know, all those non-caloric sweeteners that try to trick the body, you know, you can't fool Mother Nature. Okay, and I'm just talking sugar and artificial sweeteners, and there's so much else. Because you don't want to have your kids with ADHD, anxiety, depression, mood problems sooner or later, and even memory problems. And the most critical thing is what you eat. So maybe you have some of these symptoms. You know, is it taking you longer to complete tasks? You having trouble handling money or paying bills? 
You know, you feel like you have less initiative, feel like you're in a funk, just can't solve problems easily, brain fog. So today I'm going to tell you about some really interesting research on certain sweeteners and how they affect how the brain functions, what sweeteners to avoid, and what ones we can use. And then I'm going to finish with what research tells us on how you can stay mentally sharp your whole life long. I'm going to give you some of the current research that may have you thinking twice before digging into that sweet tea, that pop, or just overindulging in dessert. Now, I know we all love sweet things. We love them. It's one of the five tastes that our taste buds recognize. But today's obsession with sweet things, over the top. We have become a nation of many addictions. And, and you know, I hate what sugar does to people. And I do it my best to avoid it at all costs. You know, it, it acts like a feel-good addictive drug, so you don't want to give it up. Even when you know it's causing your body harm. I see it every day with people with all sorts of metabolic problems related to sugar. Alzheimer's, diabetes, heart disease, blood pressure, cholesterol, arthritis, gallbladder problems, you know, fertility, obesity, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, even plain old menopause. It is a big crazy how sugar can affect all these things. We defend what might be ruining our quality of life just because it tastes good for a minute. You can name just about any modern health condition, and I can show you a ton of research that's associated with sugar. But not to worry. Science is kind of showing us some promising studies on alternatives that can kind of help you have your cake and eat it too. But the thing is, it's nothing new. It's research going back on ancient foods, plants, that have been used for thousands of years that won't disrupt your metabolism, not something cooked up in a lab and promoted by a pharmaceutical company. So how can we make change a little bit easier, getting off of it, sometimes just knowing what it's doing? So here's the research from the Journal of Nutritional Neuroscience last August. Shows how sugar versus stevia versus artificial sweetener and the brain. So just a little background. Average American consumes about 126 grams of sugar per day, about 30 teaspoons. Now, official recommendations are for women not to exceed six grams, not 126. That's a little different. And there's shocking gap between the recommendation and the actual consumption in the standard American diet, SAD. Now, mind you, this is a recommendation, but it's not suggesting we need six grams. It's simply stating do not exceed six grams. You know, if your body never, ever, ever had sugar again, honestly, it, your body and mind would celebrate Because sugar is an anti-nutrient. It burns up vitamins and it depletes you, you know, of magnesium and chromium, all your B vitamins, calcium, so much more. Lowers the immune system for six hours after eating it. Causes you to be hungrier, leading to weight gain and insulin resistance. And, you know, it brings nothing to the party and it steals all the presents. 
It isn't just a negative empty calorie. It is a negative nutrient. So the research last August in the Journal of Neuroscience builds on decades of research showing sugar and artificial sweeteners are really bad for the brain, cognitive function, mental health, and memory. The cool thing about this study is it compared the brain on sugar versus sucralose or Splenda versus stevia. And that told the story. You know, so, you know, chlorine that is in the sucralose is just a bad thing. You know, it's bad for the thyroid, which regulates metabolism. So no wonder the scale didn't budge when you switched everything. You know, so and then stevia is a leaf. Tastes super sweet, but it doesn't act like sugar in the body. And that's the really critical thing in this time, um, you know. It, it's been in human consumption for a long time, and you can even grow it. I had a plant last summer, and it was kind of fun to just pick off a plant leaf and chew it. But, okay, so the study also concluded that stevia was a better choice. And this is how it went. It, they performed brain imaging studies and found sugar increases slow brain waves. And that alters memory and learning. Those theta waves, it's like your brain was dozing off to sleep or you were in deep meditation. And they hooked them up to EEG machines so they could see exactly what was happening. So when you eat sugar, your brain goes into that theta state that has you dreaming or sleeping, you know, not something you want when you're alert, creative, driving, working, trying to have a conversation. You don't want to be in the theta state. It's like you're half asleep or brain fog. The way they conducted this randomized controlled study, you know, gold standard, they, they used people with normal BMI. Nobody was overweight. No one had an obvious metabolic challenge. Then they eliminated all sweeteners. So they had kind of a washout is what they call it for a whole week. And then they put them through a comprehensive neuropsychological assessment as well as the EEG. So they'd have baseline where nobody was getting anything. Okay. Then they did the study where people either number one, ate the sugar or ate the sucralose or had the stevia as sweetener. After six weeks, they were retested and compared it to the previous results. The study showed that both sugar and sucralose had a negative impact on the brain, not able to make new memories as well. Is it any wonder that people complain of brain fog? The most significant thing was that there was a huge decrease in encoding memory. Even more, the sucralose group had a significant decrease in overall memory and executive function. You know, the ability to plan and make decisions after they had sucralose. And the EEG machine showed a super increase in those theta waves, like the brain was asleep. Bottom line, both sugar and sucralose, really bad for the brain. So then how about the stevia group? Showed no difference 
from the before and after. Brain was normal. Okay. So in another study, they did aspartame, NutraSweet equal sacro, uh, saccharin, which is sweet and low, um, and Splenda. Regular basis, they just found um, contributed to chronically high insulin, not good, increases the risk for Alzheimer's disease, uh, risk of heart disease, diabetes, metabolic syndrome, all sorts of things. There's also a wealth of information showing an association between all those artificial sweeteners and behavioral problems, mood problems, anxiety, depression, irritability, and actually in a 2018 study in nutritional neuroscience, the researchers actually concluded that aspartame was responsible for adverse neurobehavioral health outcomes and not recommended with people that have these problems. Then you go back to 2017 in the journal Stroke. They linked one artificially sweetened drink a day, increased the risk for dementia as well as stroke, three times more likely to develop those problems or to have what they called a vascular event. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want a vascular event anywhere, whatever it is. In that 2022 study on this sugar, sucralose, and stevia, you know, sucralose negative impact on even judgment. So maybe that'll have you starting to look at some of the sweeteners that you consume every day. But the fact that stevia had no issue at all, pretty darn good. No impact on blood sugar, glucose tolerance, blood pressure. Of course, we need to do more studies, of course, but they've done quite a few of them, and it's been used in human consumption for a long, long time. Another sweetener I like is uh, monk fruit, also called lohan. It's from China, I know, but it's been in China's use for a long, long time. Um, Been in humans' consumption with no adverse effect. I kind of like it better than stevia. I think it has a cleaner taste and none of the negatives. Okay, so last, I want to give you some tips on getting and staying as mentally sharp as you can be. And, And here it goes. It's You know, in addition to staying away from all those things that can really hobble your brain, you you might want to greatly avoid or at least limit to only special occasions, honey, maple syrup, juices, flour, milk, because they all spike insulin and that's the metabolic poison. Yes, flour, because it is ground so fine that it's just like sugar. It is going to be quickly absorbed into the bloodstream, causing spikes. All grain flours, not coconut, not almond flour. Number two, exercise, exercise, exercise. It's as least as important as diet for staying healthy. Run, walk, lift weights, do yoga, ride a bike, play tennis, hit train, anything, whatever you enjoy. Number three, it could have been number one, diet. Include as many vegetables, low-sugar fruits like melons and berries, 25,000 phytonutrients that protect our cells, all the colorful things. You know, I think as we get older, the phytonutrients are at least as important as the vitamins and minerals when it comes to preventing disease. 
A good healthy diet also has healthy fats, fish, flax, olive oil, and 70 to 100 grams of good clean protein. Getting more out of these makes it much easier to cut back on sugars because you're going to be much more satisfied. A little bit more protein to start your meal and you are going to find it much more satisfying. You'll lose weight without even trying. Uh, Number four, include lots of spices, lots of herbs in cooking, and consider taking curcumin every day. The extract of turmeric, oh my gosh, the research, it's my number one thing. I absolutely love it. I take it every day. I will not go without it. Since my goal is to live to be 100, know I'm there and glad I'm there, curcumin is my number one tool to do that. I don't know if it's my number one, but I just don't want to go without it any day. It's just so good. Anti-inflammatory on a cellular level. Um, You know, add spices to all of your cooking. Yeah, I love them all. Rosemary, sage are particularly good for brain processing and memory. And finally, number five, avoiding as many toxins as you can. Many of them are considered dementogens causing dementia, obesogens causing obesity, carcinogens causing cancer, the deadly three. Educate yourself on where you need to watch for them, how to avoid them. My favorite website for that is ewg.org. And there are a lot of apps out there now where you can just scan the barcode and you can know if it is green for go orange for watch out or red to run from. So that's it. Hope you enjoyed listening to another edition of today's nutrition. I hope it helped you or someone you love. If you want to listen to this or other shows, you can go to my website, debford.com or go to iTunes under today's nutrition. Remember, have a great day. And remember, your loved ones are sweet enough. Do something else nice for them.